So we all know those people in our lives who are living vicariously through their children, right? They're spending too much time following their kids around the sport fields, and that's all they seem to care about. We think about it as a negative thing, but we're going to talk about it today because I think that living vicariously through your kids is the whole point. Hi, welcome back to another Art of Fatherhood. I'm Brian LaFauci. And I'm Patrick Marino. And today we're going to talk about why you should be living vicariously through your children. And I actually, um, I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think that, uh, so Brian and I both obviously are parents, right? And we both have uh, athletic backgrounds. And As um, they clearly can tell. As, yeah, we're clearly, <laughs> we're clearly former athletes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I've just on the former, uh, but, um, but no, so, and we've also coached pretty extensively, right? So coached and had our kids in sports programs and growing up in sports programs. And I think that, um, one of the things you see in these programs is you see these parents who just like, it seems like all they care about in their life or in social media, it's like all they care about in their life is their kids. Everything they do revolves around their kids, right? And it doesn't seem like it seems like they've lost their identity. It seems like it's toxic, right? And it seems like, you know, it's like, geez, you know, if you weren't living vicariously through your kids, you can enjoy your own life, right? And you want to pull yourself back from that. You want to have some balance, right? And we constantly look at it as a toxic thing. But I think that what I want to do today and what I want us to do today is I want to kind of let parents off the hook with that a little bit because I think it's, I think it's genetic. I think it's like a Darwinian thing. It's like the whole point of having kids is so that your genes get passed on, right? And so that, you, so that your kingdom continues, right? And so you want your kids to do better than you are, right? That's the whole point. And I think it's genetic. I think it's to improve the human race. And I don't think, I think it's, I think it's more natural to want that than it is to be this unplugged, like, you know, live your life separately from your kids. I think that when people get caught up with what their kids are doing, and like, I think that's that's the natural part. Now, is there, we're going to talk about, probably needs to be some balance at some point. But I think if, you, if you've been accused of living vicariously through your children, I think that you got to let yourself off the hook. Well, you made, a, you made a great point. I mean, the reality is we're looking at all this through the lens of all this nonsense that we live in a daily life. And, and let's, Call it for what it is. A lot of it is nonsense. I mean, we're, you know, it's when you break it down like you just did, we're not fighting for survival because we've gotten our civilization so far past that, that what we're really fighting for is uh, a starting spot on the roster. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's seen when, uh, it, when it's broken down to its lowest level. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah who's going to get the lead is, in the play? Right. right? Who's yeah. going to. Right. So when you break it down. So I think that's where some of the but the reality is you're hundred percent right because take all that that bullshit out of it, and we are trying to get our kids to the top of if all of that falls apart, we want our kids to be at the top of the food chain in the sense of we want our genes to reproduce right and you can't ignore tens of thousands of years of genetic imprint of protecting your children for that purpose ensure the offspring, right, of nurturing them, fostering them, and and hoping they rise to the, the top of the tribe, 
I mean, that's been ingrained over years. You know, dogs didn't just last year realize that by following a master and being obedient and being loving that they don't have to live in the wild and get ripped apart by coyotes. Generations and generations and generations of that DNA transfer led to Bobolina hanging out at my feet all day long. Right. right? We're the same way. Right. We're the same way. And what is this vicarious living vicariously through their kids beyond that it's a hundred percent is this desire to see our genes perpetuate just manifested in the construct we live in well i think it also manifests itself in like just these these gut feelings that you have when your kids do something right especially if your kids succeed like you have this gut feeling of pride like you did not like i didn't do anything right like yeah my my genes are in the child Right. And I had some I did some raising of the child. But like when he succeeds, like you feel pride, even though you didn't do it. And it's it's natural. It's not something to be like frowned upon. It's like that's something that you are supposed to feel because you're supposed to want more of that because you want because if your kid does better then the genes do better and the family does better and everything does better. Like you, you're supposed to want that. Right. Supposed that the same thing when your child struggles. It's like, then I feel like you, if you see your child struggling with something, it's like you feel uneasy. It's like, geez, I just wish like, especially when you're watching your kids struggle. Like, I mean, sports is an easy example. Yeah. Right. And you watch them struggle. And you're just like, geez, like, like, like in some parents, like we're going to talk about doing it toxically, but like, you know, it's just like you feel it, whether or not you project it outwards or whether right. you're just feeling it and you're just sitting there inwards thinking like, oh, I wish you just wouldn't struggle with that. Or even when your kid's struggling in school, it's like, why didn't he freaking... Yeah. Why can't you just get that? It's this gut feeling. And I think it's biological. And I think what we have to do is we have to be okay with the fact that it's there. And then I think we have to figure out, okay, how do we deal with it in a way that's non-toxic? Especially since, like, you can say, for example, if you want your child to succeed in something, you can push them away, right? You can You can make it harder for them by being all over them, making them not love it, making them not want to do it anymore, especially when, with important things like, like school or just working hard or being successful, all the things you want. There's, there's ways that by living vicariously through them, you can turn them off and push them down, down a road that you don't want them to go down. But um, it's more about harnessing it than I think it is like turning it off. There's a great commercial on right now. The Little League World Series is going on right now. Right. Right. And the the school, the uh, town I grew up in is actually in the final round. Right. They came out of the Northeast region, uh, which is kind of cool. But you see a lot of what you're talking about, like live, playing itself out right. right now on TV. Right. These um and sports. Cr- sport. I mean, I, I grew up in sports. You grew up in yeah. sports. It probably resonates with us. And right. It probably resonates with a lot of people because most kids at some point. Right. And there's a commercial that they produced recognizing some of this, you know, the pressures we can put on our kid when we are living vicariously, but putting a pressure to succeed right on right. them. And so they have this whole commercial. It's and it's a dad like leaning over the fence yelling. And and then it goes to the kids and the kids are talking to the camera and they're saying stuff like, do you really think that motivates me? Do you really think I want to work harder when you yell at me that way and, and make this game not fun or, you know, whatever? So I think the boundary and, you know, there's a great I don't want to interrupt too much. Yeah. We were talking off camera. Mm-hmm. We mentioned South Park and a kind yeah. of a controversial episode. But there's a great South Park episode that's all about the kids in the Little League World Series. And they just keep progressing and they keep 
they're trying the the parents are like celebrating every win and randy's in the stands picking fights with like the other too aggressive dad in the sand but the kids are trying to lose on purpose so they can enjoy their summer but because they're trying to lose on purpose all the other kids are also all trying to lose on purpose so they're trying to play poorly and whichever team can play the poorest doesn't have to play anymore <laughs> and, and they can enjoy the rest of their summer right so yes. that's like the you know, that's yes. the toxic version yeah. of living through your kids is to try and push them into something that they're not enjoying yes. or or yeah. Liking. And as coach, I've seen this a lot with kids who went through the system and when I coach at the high school level, you know, some of the better players I ever had didn't go on to play in college. And it was strictly because they just were done. Yeah, they were done. And you realize that they weren't getting doing it out of joy anymore. They were doing it out of obligation. Right. So how do we how do we as parents we always or sometimes it's just priorities change yeah right i mean yeah. i can enjoy something a lot but then if i see something else in my life that i enjoy and i have to give up something it's more of yeah. like a like prioritizing right. well, a lot I, of times I, girls girls uh girls have trumped girls the are sport, a big part right? of it you yeah. know obviously you want to work and make money for the girls yeah. right so it's like that's a big part of it but i think that um i think that especially when you're in sports i don't want to go too far down a tangent but like we talk about burnout a lot it's like how do we not burn these kids out and like why do kids drop out of sports and why is this it's not always because of burnout a lot of times it's just because priorities change and it's priorities change it's not anything you can control yeah you know what i mean they just yeah, can change. They, they or or they find something else they like it's like you have two things you like you can't do everything so you choose one or the other. It's right. not because you didn't like the other thing. It's because you like this other thing a little bit more. And it's yeah. just natural. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with like, you know, how to avoid being toxic is to understand that your kids are sometimes going to make decisions that you're not pushing them down and to be able to release that, and let right. go of it and say, okay, right. well, maybe that's not what I was pushing them towards, but my job is to support them while they've made this other decision right. and be okay with it so that I can continue to have a relationship with them and so that I can t- continue to use my adult years of experience to guide them through some areas where they, they're going to need some some help. And I, I feel that as a parent, you know, one of the ways that our listeners can kind of look at this objectively and say, all right, well, what's a what's a barometer? What's a measuring stick for this? I really think it's, Who's making the control over what the child is doing? And you have to look very, very inward, very, very inward, horrible English. But you really need to look at one key thing, and that is subtle manipulation. Because our kids are not stupid. And we can be extremely manipulative as parents. And and very, very uh, almost dismissive of it no no i wasn't saying that sound like my you know like our parents can do that to us right mm-hmm. i don't listen i don't not trying to tell you what to do but let me lay this guilt-ridden motherly statement on you and then make your own fucking decision right like you can you can say all the right things but we can carry we what we have to realize is we carry a ton of weight in what we say as parents a ton of weight, it, even more weight when we dismiss what we're advising. Right? Listen, you can do what you want, but it's the worst thing we can say because now we they know that we have an opinion and where it lies. Right? So, you know, as a as a parent, what you really need to do is to take a look at what it is you are you're saying to your kid, and the words, "Hey, 
you know, you can choose but or or they can have a more weight than telling a kid what you directly want them to do. So what do I, I my advice in this case is one, be honest with your own feelings with your kids, no matter how young they are. And then two, let them make a choice. So having the conversation with my kid, like, hey, listen, so I'll let you know. I put I did this with religion. Religion's just an example here, but of a way to kind of let your kids steer. And then the other thing is just like you said, when they make their choice, we're just we can live vicariously through whatever choice they are. Right. You know, if we were into sports and they're into theater I can celebrate the wins on stage, right? Well, it's actually I, an opportunity. That's, an, that's a, It's a, an opportunity for you to, to enjoy something that you never had the chance to enjoy. Right, right. You know, a lot of times... That's part of the living vicarious, yes, too. It's like you see your yes. kid being successful in something. It's like you're kind of going along for the ride with that, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it enhances your life experience as a person. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the low-hanging fruit is we put them in things that we... So there's not one parent out there that grew up, and we'll do religion because it's easy. Not one parent up there that grew up Catholic is going to take your kid and put him in the Baptist church across the street just because, you know, that's not what you're going to do. You're going to grow them up Catholic just because. Not because that's how you grew up, and so you're going to – so it's the same thing with sports. And so you're going to – without even knowing, we're going to do the things that we enjoyed and put them in the things we enjoyed. And so we're already steering – without even knowing well you have to recognize your bias and that goes for every piece of advice you give is that you had this experience you grew up this way you did this you did that and yes is your experience going to be something that you can pass down as a lesson that hopefully your child especially your failures like hopefully your children won't have to live them because you already did and you can kind of share that is that true yes but at the same time you're not the same and the world isn't the same and you've got to be careful with your own bias you're biased to your life experience and the way that it happened to you. But that doesn't mean that it's going to happen to your child the same way. Your child is different. They're built differently. Just by virtue of having you as a parent, they're going to be different than you who had different parents, right? Just by virtue of being in this family, by living in 2023 versus 1985, right? The world is different. So like you've got to be careful and recognize that your biases may be affecting what you're trying to share and that you have to be open-minded yeah. as well because the world is different and you're different and they're different. And if you're not open-minded, then, um, you know, that's going to cause some friction that doesn't, that doesn't need to be there in your relationship. And you could also end up steering them in the, in a wrong direction yeah. because you're not, you're, you're so narrow-minded because of this is the way that it happened for me. Whereas the world is different and this child's different. And I think those are the conversations to have with your kids at any age. And, you know, this is the conversation I have with my kids about religion. I, I pretty much said, I know we take you to church every week. We take you to this church. We take you to this church with this religion. You may not, you may not be getting anything out of this. And understand that the only reason we do this is because this is just what we do. It's not the only thing out there. And giving them kind of that choice in, to kind of then say, hey, if anything else interests you, let's go check it out. Like give them the – kids want more than anything. They fight throughout their whole life until they move out for control and choice. Any argument, I guarantee you, any argument you're having with your kids, the root cause of it will be control and choice. You are saying X, they want to control Y, and you're saying no, usually. 
right? So it's control and choice, control and choice. So when it comes to the concept uh, that we're talking about today, which is how living vicariously through our kids, I think it's a great thing. As long as your kids have control and choice over what that thing is. Right. And as long as you are supporting it and not driving it. Right. Because there is a big difference. And how we talk to our kids really matters. And subtle nuances in what we say matters. And I say this to my mom all the time. I'm a grown adult. I've raised five kids. And I tell her sometimes, like, you forget I've now raised three more kids than you did, right? Because <laughs> they still talk to you, right? Like, yeah. But, I, I, you know, sometimes I say, like, she'll have desires and wants for her grandkids. Yeah. And she'll say them to me, and she'll always do that preface. Like, I'm not telling you what to do. And I always have to say, I'm like, listen. I'll you got some mom issues. You keep making that voice, I, yeah, and right, you keep yeah, telling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've no, been told I'm, I'm that a lot. Italian family, man, yeah. right? But I, but I think it's important because I'll have that conversation when I say, you, when you say something, it comes with the weight of, you're my mom. Right. And so it isn't just a passing And her biases, the, the life that she lived yes. 30 years ago yes. when you were growing up. So the, the life is different now. Yeah. So acknowledging to our kids that in front of them that, hey, listen, I realize if I say something, you're gonna, it's going to weigh a little heavy on you. And you're going to think maybe I'm disappointed if you don't choose it. Like, have those open conversations to break well, down. honesty is so important. Yes. As honest as you possibly can be yes. without hurting them. Honest with yourself yeah. to them. Yeah. You know, and, sh- and acknowledging right off the bat that you understand that no matter what it is I say, that there is, there is weight to it. That even, te- you know, even weighs on them. So... I, I love living vicariously through my kids. They've far exceeded most of them <laughs> in most areas. They exceed what I was capable of doing, and I'm sure they're going to continue to do and that. that gives and you, a lot of that joy gives you out pride of it. and joy. Tons. And it fulfills your life. Tons. Tons. And I, lo- I love seeing them succeed. And I, even more than succeed, you know what? When I really live vicariously through them, and I get so much, like, pr- I get, like, all tingly inside. When they're not great at something and they still say, yeah, I want to do it because I, I love that. Like right. you are you're doing that just to experience it because you enjoy it and you could like you don't care that you're not the starting whatever or you don't care that maybe you got the backup role in that play. You just love being on stage and you're you're still going to drive at it like that to me is better than. Granted, the wins, you know, when they have the wins, it's great. But just seeing them, the resiliency and, and desire to, like, do something that makes them happy is awesome. Right. And you're, I mean, like, you're able to do that in a bunch of different ways, but you are a very well-rounded person. And I think that where the toxicity comes in is with these people who do not have something other, some other outlet. Right. And so that when the kid either bails because they're rebelling yeah, or because they're just older and they're ready to move on with their lives. Yeah. Now there's no meaning in it for the parent. So I think there needs to be like, you need to stay well-rounded, keep your relationships, find time for yourself. I think that's all, that's all important within, within reason. But I think, I do think that if you want, I think if you want your kids to be successful, you need to have that, that idea that you're living with them, that you're along for the ride. You know, that's, I think that's what living vicariously is. You're just, you're along for the ride with your kids 
and that will help them because at least even if you're not propelling and driving hard, I think that you're being along with them is the support that they need. Awesome. Especially if they especially if they're going to make mistakes. Like if you want them to be to make good mistakes, then you have to be there to help them when they do help them either make sense of it or help them in other ways, right? If they need if they need serious help. And I think that you have to be along for that ride and I think that it's natural and it's okay. And if you've been told that you live vicariously through your kids and it's a bad thing, figure out what part of it's the toxic part. But let them know, like, this is the whole point. In my eyes, is the whole point. Like, the whole point of being human is to have is to procreate, have more humans, and then pass them on, right? And that's and love their success. Exactly. I think that's. I think it's natural, and I think it's just can we harness it and be productive with it? Great conversation. Always. I'm Brian Lafauji. Patrick Marino. Until next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the channel, leave us a review, leave us a comment. And if you don't like what you heard, I know who does, your mom. So tell her we said hi.